Inductees into the South Dakota Hall of Fame come from all backgrounds of life, but one thing they all have in common is their daily pursuit of their dreams. In this podcast, you will hear stories of the legacy of these inductees and how these dream chasers have impacted South Dakota in meaningful ways. And I was very fortunate when I came to South Dakota that I had a lot of opportunities uh, in education. For instance, uh, at John Soderholm and the administration at Sioux Valley Hospital allowed us to form a pathology residency program. And of course, that is always the future. And there's many of them practicing in this state right now still, uh, and they're really good people. Uh, and I was able to, through Carl Wagner and other people, teach at a medical school. So these are really great opportunities. And For John and his partners to have a first-class pathology residency in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, that's very abnormal. For a very small hospital. And they took the time and the energy, instead of going home early, instead of not coming in on a Saturday, instead of being there on a Sunday, to read the slides with the residents and help them through. That is more than doing a job. That's loving what you do. And because they did that, there was a pathology residency. There is a pathology residency. And it's a first-class residency. Mm-hmm. And their fellows have gone many places in this country to go to work. And it's because John and his partners took the extra time and effort to do that. They didn't have to. Mm-hmm. You want to have a good office or you want to have a good hospital, the patient's got to come first. Mm-hmm. And then things fall in place. And when you look at what medicine is, sometimes it can be very chaotic and people don't seem like they're sitting there waiting in an office a long period of time when the surgeon doesn't show up. But he may be in all kinds of trouble someplace else. Mm-hmm. Some of it is just communication. Mm-hmm. but. People end up knowing when they're important and when they're not, and it's gonna it filters through the team. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that in my office, some of the patients came to see my nurse rather than me. They were happy. <laughs> they, were, they were happy to see her. But I mean, that's uh, the gal that picks up the telephone. Yeah. And makes a foot first hello is the one that determines how you're going to feel about an office or a hospital or a pathology lab. And so all of these things are all intertwined. And that's what's so complicated about medicine. But that's what's so satisfactory about it. And uh, John, what are you? Well, I in the last few months. I've had to switch things of being a patient instead of being a doctor. And I got very good care, incidentally. But it made me realize how hard people work to do it. That includes the nurses. That includes the physicians. I mean, uh, my internist physician, he would come in and I'm seeing him 8 o'clock in the morning. I think this guy is going to have to go to a busy office 
and see a whole bunch of patients with a whole bunch of challenging problems. Then he's going to have to come back and see me uh, along with other patients he has. And I'm not the only problem patient. There are a lot of challenging things he has to do. I thought, that's amazing. They're really mm-hmm. busy people. And this particular physician uh, is involved in uh trying to help the administration by being on medical staff committees. And I thought, wow, those guys work hard. And the nurses work hard, too. And that's what you also did. You if you, you said you switched being, the, you know, you're oh, in a patient. patient. I was receiving it. You were receiving, yeah. but you, so, you, you certainly understood on the other. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I thought they had to put in a lot of effort to do things right. And they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it from your story and your journey that you want to be remembered for in the future? What is it that you want South Dakota to remember from your story and journeys? I think we've been in the golden age. Mm-hmm. And the things that I've done over my career, I don't think I could do today with all of the regulations and the rules and the sure. stuff. We've gone through intrauterine transfusions, fetal monitoring, amniocentesis, breast mammography, uh, beginning of uh, pap smears. Is when I first came, this is was just starting. Mm-hmm. And without having a good lab and without having a good doctor or a good hospital, we couldn't have done any of this. And whether it's uh, the heart program that started at Savelli, I mean, that started, um, it would never have gotten going. We'd go back to Warren Jones and the medical school and how he kept things alive and got us into teaching. And I mean, you can go on to all of these and they're, they're also intertwined. Mm -hmm. Um, So the integration of things is critical as, as the future. But it's still people and 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 it's still people. And that's, that, I think, is if you look forward in the future, is we probably need to work harder on getting everybody in, everybody involved. And what we need to keep going is the education and the involvement. And uh, our society goes now so that people want to go and work from 8 to 5. And medicine is not a 8 to 5 job. John, what do you think about? Okay. Well, I have a granddaughter who wants to be a physician. Yeah. And the question is, Yeah. I, I thought it wise not to tell her what, it's, what I did and what it was like practicing, because by the time she gets to uh, going into practice in South, she'll be doing a totally different thing, and the whole atmosphere will be changed, because that's the way medicine had. But I said, basically... It's the same thing. It's a service to patients and what you do. How is what area it's in or how it's actually done is always going to change. In fact, it'll change a number of times during her practice like it has for all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good point. We took health care from where we found it when we started and brought it to a different level. And hopefully there will be young people like John's granddaughter who will stand on our shoulders and use what 
we've put together uh, to get to a different level. Uh, and as Milt says, the technology will be different, but we'll still be dealing with people one-on-one. So uh, part of, you know, part of life is how do you live out um, towards the end of life? And I think you've all done that in different ways as well, as with challenges, of course. But you've got a, you've got a mental attitude about it that I think is pretty impressive. And I think society misses it on a day-to-day basis. Now, some of that, I think, is because you worked in healthcare at this stage of life. Um, how do you see it? How do you see this part of life? Well, I have two sons in medicine, and uh, I think they're, 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 they're standing on the shoulders. And let's hope that the things that we started have got good shoulders for them to stand on. All I can say is I'm proud of them, and I think they're good physicians. But you've also managed to live your life beyond just your title. You know, you've you've moved on in your lives and you've, you know, this stage of life. And you're the <laughs> newest one into this. And so that's a big deal. I haven't got it figured out, Greta, to be very honest. Well, I don't know that it is about figuring it out, but it's how you live it. It's the attitude that you bring to the table. I mean, you drove, you know, you're going to take the day to come over and, and drive back, and that meant a lot. That's an attitude. Try to keep Milt out of the ditch. <laughs> That's a smart attitude. Uh, isn't, isn't all of life an attitude? It is. You can either be up or you can be down. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's not easy to do, and especially at this stage. But it so. is, if, if, is if you're curious, yeah. if you're intellectually... Yeah challenged if you've got interest and uh what's new and different brings the curiosity to it yeah no matter how long how well we like it or how much work we do unless we have a good partner we aren't going to get any worse so it becomes a team thing again even with your marriage and your kids Mm -hmm. boy that's certainly true in particular to partners and in that regard I want to visit here a little bit from Anne, John's spouse. So when it's a partnership and a team, and John, you were starting to say something about. Well, I mean, uh, I'm sure it's not an unusual story. But when we got married, I was still in medical school, and I had no ability to support her or do anything else. She was also having a few babies, by the way. And... uh, but she did that for six years because at that time, residents didn't get paid. Now they get paid a little more and it's a little oh. more easy. I, I know it still goes on because there are a lot of men who work for, the, for their wives who are physicians yeah. and, and do a good job and uh, stay at home yeah. and take care of things. So I, life has changed. That's all totally new. So, Anne, the teamwork partnership, you know, Milt is the one that said it it takes that. Well, for you, that has been. Well, um, I I think that being a spouse, uh, I think it's really important to uh, support 
your spouse, if he decides or she decides, Kali, uh, I've got to go take this extra course. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you did that, John? <laughs> he never stopped going to school. That's yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. yeah, perhaps that's that's a very good point. As a physician, you never and an administrator, you never stop going to school. Well, or maybe just a person. Yeah. You know that education's. I, I, I yeah. think the partnership that you talk about, the three of us, male types. Uh, I think I can say the three of us loved what we did. And as Milt said, it wasn't going to work hmm. those days. Hmm. And if that meant working from 7 to 10 a.m. to p.m. and making sure that you were there on Saturday and there on Sunday, that there was a partner at home making sure that the kids got the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or the game or whatever. And there was a 100% commitment to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to be great if you don't love what you do. Mm -hmm. And if you love what you do, you've never worked a day in your life. So, Anne, I'm going to ask you this as kind of a concluding, um, the support aspect of this. What was this love what you do from your perspective and, and what you did? Well, I liked being a mother. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> so the so the legacy of that support going through your family. I mean how you've instilled that in the family and, and through good times and difficult times and Well, um we had our sixtieth wedding anniversary. Oh that's right, yeah. And we had our family comedy. This time I was in the hospital, so Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is typical because a lot of times I was away and she well, had to do all the work. Also, it's kind of apropos. So, 60th anniversary. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, he he got sick the day they came. Like, the whole family came. Yeah. Got sick the day they came. Went to the hospital. Got out of the hospital on the day they left. And so, we spent yeah. not only time together. Right, right. But we went to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems to be 60 years later, kind of the story. Yes. yes. Oh, that's was, interesting. But we had a great time. And I think he did too, even though he was sick. But you're kind of familiar with the environment. So yeah. you probably, and maybe that's the love of the question is that because of that familiarity, even though he wasn't able to be outside of the hospital, you brought it into the hospital. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I love being the wife of a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I really yeah. have. Yeah. Do you think that's different today? That role? Yeah, but, you know, I, I feel some of the young people that I talk to, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> they, I don't think they maybe understand it as much because uh, 
there's so many different aspects of the medical world. I know that he had a, a, a cardiologist, a urologist, a, a, what else did you have? All kinds of doctors. Plus all these other side things that came into the room when I was there. Uh-huh. They had to, had to, uh, physical therapy, mm-hmm. occupational therapy, for heaven's sakes. Um, Do you think in a certain way you grasp that differently than perhaps spouses of medical personnel would today? I Well, since I was a medical technologist, right. I was kind of involved in it right. for a short period of time. Right. And, and I don't think anybody, until they get into as a the patient, chaos. realizes how many chaotic aspects of medicine are covered and how many people could in and out of your room. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the South Dakota Hall of Fame and these dream chasers, visit our website at www.sdexcellence.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.